<laughs> she nearly got arrested. I did Every- not. I fitted in perfectly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I went and did a half marathon there. It was one. Really? It, yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic experience. I would actually recommend it to anyone. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to Except go. Except Richard. Hello, Refam. I am Kate Wagner, and this is Keeping It Real, the podcast that, well, keeps it real. Today, Kim and Richard are taking a break from talking about the more technical surgical stuff and we're going to get into some more personal FAQs. Y'all were very interested to hear what music they listen to in theatre and I actually can't wait to hear about Richard's phobia and Kim's crazy travel locations. Look, Enough about this. Let's dig into it and find out if these calm professionals have secretly rambunctious wild lifestyles. Welcome, Kim and Richard. Mm. Um, we've got a compilation of questions from listeners to the podcast, from me, from general questions I want to ask. <laughs> um, so let's go. Sounds scary. Yeah, you should be. Is there any passing if uh, it's too hard? Absolutely not. We want nothing but the truth, Dr. Taylor. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Okay, what did you want to be when you grew up? Plastic surgeon. Uh, initially doctor, uh, probably from the age of seven. Uh, background being when my grandmother died of melanoma. Um, and I remember my mum telling me. I remember exactly where I was. And I said then that I wanted to be a doctor um, and find a cure for melanoma, which didn't quite get to, but I did treat a lot of melanoma. Um, and then from there, a lot of brainwashing on top of that from my parents, <laughs> and then actually did work experience with a plastic surgeon in year 11 at school, and that was it. What do you do in work experience with a plastic surgeon? I went into theatre with him, and I, I remember very clearly, I actually did two weeks. I did one week with some gastroenterologists, and that was really not for me, uh, and then I spent a week with a plastic surgeon, and who was a friend of the family and went to surgery with him. I remember the operations we did. I remember still consulting with him. Um, That's pretty amazing that at that age that you were allowed to get him into theatre now. <coughs> probably, probably wouldn't happen now. No, I definitely wouldn't. So unfortunately anyone that's listening and wants to be a plastic surgeon, yeah. we probably can't organise that. I didn't but even get work experience. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I remember doing it in a um, – I, I had no idea what I wanted to be. I was interested in sciences and maths and um, I thought pharmacy was kind of interesting and went and did a day work experience when I was at, I don't know what level of school, in a hospital with a pharmacist and I thought this is no offence to my friend who does this job. She's much smarter than I am now. Um, But it was really boring and I think maybe they were junior and they were just going out and handing out tablets and um, I'm sure things are a bit different now. Uh, And then I thought was going to be an engineer and that was in a different city university. So I thought, oh, got into medicine, give that a crack. Um, and <laughs> add, More a why not approach. Yeah. and um, But the the doctor that I really wanted to be was the um, doctor for the All Blacks. And w- I actually did work experience at that as an elective at medical school. And again, found that really boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you have been like a doctor, not for the All Blacks, but you have done some doctoring for rugby. For some, some sort of international sport? Uh, yeah, I did a few, but as a plastic surgeon um, here in Melbourne. For Still the a doctor. Rebels. Yeah. No, but they. <laughs> it's, it's like a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the all of the uh, Super Rugby matches that they have in Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, they have a plastic surgeon as part of the team who's independent as part of the team on site that can stitch people up or staple them up as quickly as or possible. Or do a breast reduction, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that would be my area of expertise these days. What about when you were like a little, little kid? Did you have anything? I had no idea. I, or, and if I did, I don't remember. Gotcha. I was not, always like not comedian by day, superstar by night, doctor in the evenings. <laughs> wow. Well, now, you know, obviously I wish I was a princess, but... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that comes later back, in life. Back then, <laughs> I don't think I was that kind of a kid. Do you have any phobias? No. I'm scared to reveal mine because I know... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm worried that you'll take advantage of me. Nah, I know what it and is. Thousands. Yes, I was just going to say. Hate them. If you oh God, bring some freckles. Do not here. bring them in. They go straight in the bin. He that honestly, so I've seen it in real life. <laughs> he, he freaks out the most. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> You honestly wouldn't believe how much he freaks out. About hate it. Hate it. It's the mess. They, 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 they stay around forever. <laughs> you can't get rid of them. They end up like a year later, like they're in the couch. And so do you have a phobia ugh. of glitter? Yes, of course. So your phobia is mess. Anyone? <laughs> yes. Anyone listening? Give Don't. Richard oh my thank gosh. you gift cards oh my filled gosh. with glitter. No. <laughs> Only exploding ones. Um, all right, what's your go-to music to listen to in theatre? We had this question so much. I think people don't believe that you guys listen to music in theatre. They think it's something of Hollywood, but I've seen it firsthand. So what do you guys listen to? Yeah, we absolutely listen to definitely. music in theatre. Um, definitely don't have it up high, high volume in my theatre so we can still chat. Um, I outsource the music to my assistant or anaesthetist. And uh, generally it's uh, chick pop or 70s and 80s. Um, there's often Spotify play- playlists. Uh, everyone can have a say. Uh, I'm, I definitely control it. Imagine that. 80s disco gets a good run, good run. Um, and uh, sort of funk, modern funk type. Music. You love a bit of a musical though after you've seen one. I remember yes. after you went and saw Book of Mormon that was yes, on got high replay. Yes. And have you been listening to Hamilton? Have you been or are you going? I uh, have seen it on Disney and going when it comes to Melbourne. Oh, it's so good. Um, have you had any plastic surgery yourselves? I have not. Kim cut a lesion off my leg once. <laughs> Does that count? I hope that's to Harper Gardler. And it's the best scar you've ever seen, ever. You wouldn't even be able to know where it was now. Uh, Injectables? Uh, Injectables, yes. Yes. Nice. Um, If you could have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'll go... Hundreds of thousands. (laughs) (laughs) No. Why are you twitching? (laughs) I'm going tomahawk steak, medium rare. Oh, that's a genius answer. (laughs) I would go cheese. Because there's, there's like a hundred different kinds that I could have. <laughs> I've never seen Kim look at Richard with so much respect in my life. <laughs> but you want some of my cheese though too, don't yeah, you? There's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. there's yes, many different types. Go together. Perfect. What's the one tool of the trade you can't go without? Scalpel. Wow. I should have an answer for this. 
Uh, assistant. Sharpies. You'll okay. say assistant. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cheesy. <laughs> My assistant. Crikey. Nice. Um, what's the most memorable gift that a patient has gifted you? Well, the most recent one that I can say, it kind of goes back to the phobia thing. Not that I'm really scared of anything, but the box oh, that had the donut yes. in it and it was beautifully packaged and I lifted the lid off and uh, the butterflies that flew out of it were... Beautiful, yet a little bit frightening. Um, Kim jumps I, very easily for everyone I playing at home. Easily. Um, I actually think it's the cards that people often write that, um, uh, you know, that are really from the heart. And, mm. um, yeah, it's a privilege to be able to look after people and to have them put down in words how we've changed their lives. So that's pretty cool. Very nice answer. I was more expecting something like a necklace made from their teeth. That's all right. <laughs> Diamonds, no, I, obviously. Yeah. I love diamonds. <laughs> I love tennis bracelets. Uh, I, I'd have a few. I, I agree. I think that's very well said by Kim. I have had a card um, made by a patient where she she won breasts like Emrata and then gave me a card of her uh, drawing of her with her breasts looking like Emrata. Uh, so that, that, was, um, that was very nice. Um, any sort of whiskey is very good. Um, and then I've also had a voucher to the Mornington Hot Springs, mm. which was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And um, you've had a beautiful sculpture as well, I think. May have bought that one <laughs> <laughs> from a patient. Oh, that oh, she'd yeah. made yes. of her bust. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. I yeah. thought it was a gift, but um, I'm glad that you supported her by <laughs> buying one off her. I did. Perfect. Do you have any certain pre-surgery routines or superstitions, you know, like football players? Uh, for me, no. Um, I, I guess little things like the day before, I always print off the operating list. I read the notes. I look at the patient's photos. Um, I uh, don't get to theatre quite as early as Richard would on the day. Um, but, yeah, the worst part of the day, I think, is actually the the, the – Walking into theatre and people talking at you, like going at you, like, do what do you want? What were this? It's like, you know, let me sort my stuff out, take a few moments, take the time to see the first patient of the day, and then it all just flows from there. Um, and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> always coffee. I like to arrive really early, so I'm always the first in theatre. I'm often turning the lights on. So I usually get to an operating list about an hour before. And I, I set up my computer, get a coffee, get everything set up. Um, so I like to be like I, I like to just have a lot of time where I'm not being rushed. Uh, so I suppose that would be my routine. Nice, no superstitions. <laughs> um, I actually do, Kate. I always insist on my right hand glove being put on before my left, and if I'm offered the left. I um, make the nurse change and go back to the right. Have you always been like that or did that always. come later? Always and no particular reason for it. Um, what's your favourite holiday destination? Oh, there's not possibly one. Um, She's been everywhere. Oh, I have not been everywhere. Change the question to craziest holiday destinations yeah, and okay. I won't have an answer. Mine are all mainstream but Kim's. Ooh, what's oh, what's your craziest? Gosh. Well, Richard... In the, in the days where we could travel freely anywhere, um, Richard would 
describe most of the places I would choose where uh, there would be no internet access whatsoever, no phone access. So um, on that list would be Cuba, Antarctica, North Korea. She went to North Korea. She went to North Korea and her name is Kim. (laughs) (laughs) She she nearly got arrested. I did not. I fit it in perfectly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I went and did a half marathon there. It was one. Really? Yeah, it was a a fantastic experience. I would actually recommend it to anyone. Um, Yeah, Yeah, can't wait to go. Except (laughs) Richard. So anywhere I go has to have phone and internet. I'd say anywhere in Italy, love love Italy, uh, but there's a beach in Tuscany called Forte de Mami where uh, Lisa and I've been two or three times, and I just love it. Just very easy. A lot of locals go there. It's mainly locals. What about the butcher you visited? In Italy? That was in Tuscany as well. And oh, is that the mad butcher that came out here? Yeah, and we yeah, went yeah. for dinner. At, we read the um, book that we read. Did you read the book? No, but we went to Grossi Florentino and he we came did. and we did. cooked his dinner. The yeah. Mad Butcher. Uh, so a book called Heat, written by, help me Bill. Kate, what was his name? It I is Bill Buford. Get, I must get on book's to book's called Heat. Uh, yeah, so this is a book that we read many years ago and then we're on a trip to Tuscany with some plastic surgeons doing a conference, in quotation marks, and... Um, this butcher who is in the book um, was not far from where we were staying and we went and visited him and he was a mad butcher. Um, so I didn't know the story that about that there was a book about him. Um. Well, there's a book about, so the guy in Heat works in the back end. He's a writer, but then he works for famous chefs and just kind of goes through all of the work from like dishy up to pasta up to whatever and works through all the different stages of fine dining accompanied with all of the abuse and pressure and he has his little side things where he follows their paths and one of them includes the butcher from Italy. Oh that sounds awesome. Excellent. Um, I, yeah I would also second I do love Italy as well but my probably my favourite place in the whole world is uh, Queenstown in New Zealand. Obviously. Great call. Great call. Queens, Queenstown is awesome. Do you prefer takeout or homemade food? Easy for me. Home cook. Uh, uh, Don't I, lie. I, I, I'm on the line for Don't that. Don't lie. She's got a really good cook at home. You do I have do to take have that a really good cook at home. So, yeah, I, uh, I really can't complain about that. Okay, who has the most takeout? Not me. During COVID, definitely we were um, taking out from support local. Uh, oh, yeah. Lots of uh, great restaurants. Yeah, we're, we're thinking, just imagine great restaurants. We're not talking like KFC and Mac. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's been a long time since I've... Uh, Unless you guys want to sponsor the podcast, then we're open. Um, <laughs> what's the most surgeries you've performed in one week? Well, in recent times, I've been doing sort of six out of eight days, which is, I get it, not quite a week, but <laughs> a little bit over a week. Uh, so I can't tell you exactly... And the number of surgeries, but the number of days of operating. And I've done back-to-back-to-back of that. Um, so that's been pretty full on. You definitely win that competition. Yeah. I think there, uh, one of the weeks before Christmas last year, I had uh, yeah, one week like that where several days of four breast reductions at a day and um, gruelling, uh, but trying to play catch-up and get through uh, all our patients that were for surgery for most of 2020 so 
What do you guys do to prepare for those kind of days? Like I imagine your hands get tired, your legs get tired, et cetera. Is there anything you do to prepare for them? Well, I got this from Kim. I've, I've recently started wearing um, compression um, socks during theatre. That was Kim's, Kim's two, move. Two times you, anyone. Yeah. Uh, compression <laughs> recovery uh, socks. And then the, the um, basic rules of surgery, which is sleep when you can, sit when you can, eat when you can, and don't fuck with the pancreas, which we never do, but they were the <laughs> rules of surgery as I learnt them when I was an intern. So Was that from the um No, that was Lonnie, Lonnie Green, if you're oh. listening. Lonnie Green, <laughs> rejuvenate MD. But he I think my it's also a, um, that, that might be in the book. Um, uh, House Kate. of God. The House of God, well done. Yeah. Yes. Um, if anyone's listening, that is a great read. Mm. Yeah, go to bed early, have a quiet night the night before maybe get some exercise in the morning um but by the third or fourth day of doing that it's <laughs> sleep well when you can um try and get some fresh air because obviously in an operating room and um theater environment we usually have no windows even um so yeah even just get outside for a little bit of a walk at the end of the day get some daylight and some fresh air nice um what's your favorite tv show that's super hard, but right Easy. now we're going back and watching Mad Men right from the start, which I know you were a big fan of. Big fan. Back in the day. Um, Led to my drinking problem with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning when uh, everyone walks into the office and now's a good it time It doesn't. For it do, if in in case anyone from APRA, the medical board, are listening, <laughs> it's never before 5. Well. A.M. Uh, easy one mm-hmm. get smart get smart like absolutely uh, I, I've, I've watched every single episode a million times uh, quote it multiple times during a day a pop culture reference my um, I had my 21st and um, hopefully some people will understand this reference but um, my I had a 21st with my um, good friend um, way back when and our invitation was the fo- a photo of both of us. And I remember shooting the photo. It was a photo of the two of us on the front of the card. Oh, sorry. The front of the card was Don Adams with in a dinner suit with his shoe up to his ear. And it said, would you believe they're 42? And then you open the card and on the inside was me and my buddy, also in dinner suits, also with shoes up to our ears. And said, would you believe 21 each, which obviously was a, a, a famous line of obviously. Don Adams. Obviously. We'll try and source those photos and post them on the Instagram <laughs> for all the avid listeners out there. You have another fairly favourite show that you like to... Uh, quote. Quote and... Movie. Videos of uh, the TV series. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Yes, yes, Larry David. There, there is a skit from that. For almost every scenario in <laughs> there life, is. There is. <laughs> um, what's number one on your bucket list? I'd quite like to get on an aeroplane and go anywhere outside of this country. Not that I dislike this country. Um, I'd love to see parts of it as well. Um, but yeah, at, at the moment, I'd just quite like to plan a holiday that I can go on anywhere. Nice. I don't have. I don't. I don't know. I don't live my life like that. I don't. Nothing. Like. Just generally do stuff when I want to do it. Do what I want when I want. Exactly. What's one thing you didn't think you could do in life but you actually ended up doing or achieving? Uh, the answer for that is 
relatively easy for me. Uh, I did an Ironman um, and, yeah, uh, that was a pretty crazy 12 and a half hour day of... 12 and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) Case just come to life. (laughs) Yeah, start fairly early, go for a bit of a swim, fairly long bike ride and then run a marathon at the end of it. Um, It was was super fun and had... Massive amounts of For those of you listening at home, Kate's just fallen off her chair. I, that is, I didn't know you had a marathon at the end of the triathlon. Mm. But that's not a normal triathlon. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, I know. But the, I didn't, I obviously just never looked into Ironman at all. That is mm. amazing. New goals for you. Yeah, I'm uh, doing a half marathon in October. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> none of that is to be laughed at whatsoever. Um, struggling to run 4Ks at the moment. So, yeah, those were lofty goals a few years ago. I'm not sure whether I've never achieved anything that's I don't, that is so spectacular or that surprised me. Uh, I don't I don't have a great answer. Oh, I, can I answer that for you? Please. Having a Be, family, being the <laughs> mastermind behind uh, re plastic surgery, I think um, you know it's a pretty awesome achievement, and it is you know, in large part due to you and your dream and vision. So yeah, here we are. Thank you. Nice, good modest nice, answer. Very nice. Um, is it hard to shut off at night after a long day of surgery? Do you have a process on how you decompress? So generally I walk in at home and hopefully none of my family are listening, not that they would be, there's zero <laughs> chance. <laughs> but generally I'll walk in and it'll be, Dad, the computer's not working. Dad, the printer's not working. Uh, a million tasks and I, I just need to – uh, put the hand up and say, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> and I, not uncommonly, I've got a room that's nice and quiet. I go in there and possibly have a whiskey, grab my iPad, catch up with the latest news, and then I'm good to go. Uh, my, my home is a little less uh, stressful <laughs> than that. Um, but, yeah, I like to yeah get in the house and just sort of put my feet up and turn off for a little bit. Um, and yeah, the 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 one tricky thing I think about turning off fast is that we actually can't turn off because uh, we've got patients in hospital. The phone is on. Um, the you know I always love the how to get the best night's sleep. Don't have your phone in your room. Um, but for Rich and I, that's pretty much impossible um, ever to not have our phone in our room. So you know we're th- we're there for our patients twenty four seven essentially. So um, but yeah, just chilling out, um, having a chat. When you get home, maybe watching a bit of telly, listening to some music. Yeah, it's interesting. I think people probably don't don't appreciate what Kim has just said. Um, basically, my our phone, both of us, our phone is on 24-7, 365 days a year. The, the only time really where I'm not contactable is if I'm on a plane. And even then, sometimes with Wi-Fi, I'm actually <laughs> contactable. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're just, you are sort of always on. You just sort of learn to live with it. If you guys weren't doctors, what would you be? Unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Unemployable probably as well. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, a kept a kept woman somehow. Oh, I think if I did do over, I'd maybe uh, I'd maybe do engineering. I think you know, business engineering, some sort of course like that, which. I have two children who are currently doing. I think <laughs> I'm living vicariously Speaking through of them. Parental pressure. Yeah. <laughs> what goes around comes around. I went through it, now they've gone through it. How, how many of your children are going to be doctors, Richard? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
how do you deal with people when they complain about your bedside manner? I didn't know I've that. never had that. I don't know. When life. it happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's really hard because uh, – and it does happen from time to time. And, like, it's it's never something that you've done that's intentional to upset someone. But they've maybe you haven't – maybe their expectations were not what you can deliver and they interpret that as you your bedside manner or you um, not being helpful. And it, it, it's very difficult because, you know, inside you know that they've taken home the wrong message and you, you don't – you can't sort of ring them up and say, oh, you know, you misunderstood me. And, but it, it, it is a bit personal. So um, we both pride ourselves on looking after patients. We both pride ourselves on providing the best possible care and information. It's not always what patients want to hear. I had a, a patient today who'd been given terrible advice about – um, some medical procedures and went ahead and I basically had to tell her that she had gone to a surgeon, a doctor who wasn't a surgeon and had been operated on when she shouldn't have been operated on and that was, I wasn't sure how she would take that but um, she actually took it really well. She said, Look, I just, I really appreciate that someone has actually told me the truth um, but it doesn't always go that way. Um, that's all I've got. Really? Do you want more? That was easy. I can. That's good. Thanks, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Well, there you have it. Maybe not as a crazy rock star as we might have thought, but at least we now know that we should. Give Richard thank you gift cards filled with glitter. If you liked this episode of Keeping It Real, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you have a flick through our past episodes? We'd love to hear your requests for future topics. So send your suggestions through to us on IG at Replastic Surgery. That's all for today. And we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.